and welcome to another episode of the Radical English Gentleman podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We a lot different this type of episode, diving into some topics that I've dived into before. But I think it's great to have someone on the show who has first-hand experience about what we're going to be talking about today, which is families, kids, and basically the whole culture around it, um, abortion, just a minefield of subjects, which I think are super important to talk about. And ironically, this person actually is on the show through finding the Instagram of the podcast organically. So that's another plug there. If you do want to check out um, the podcast Instagram, check it out, link in the description, reg podcast. But anyway, um, do you want to give a little introduction about yourself? Uh, hello, I'm Hayley um, and I am a teen mum. Uh, I popped up to the podcast channel basically saying I think we should do uh, this subject because it's really important to me and I think it is to other people and I think it's important to get awareness out there. So yeah. Hundred percent. Thanks for being here. <laughs> um, so I wanna, I wanna like dive into one of the first things, which I think is quite a like it's it's a massive deal because there's we're in a generation where having kids is seen as a bad thing. Having kids, especially young, is seen as a very bad thing in our generation. I think it's demonized. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I just want to give kind of just your long take of what it's been like being a young woman. And how old are you? I'm 19. 19. Um, yeah, so how, how has it been being 19 and having kids? Um, A bit crazy. So basically, obviously, I never planned. It wasn't planned. Most people say, oh, was it planned? And I'm sat there thinking, well, obviously not. I'm a teenager. It's not like I've got a mortgage or anything. So that's like the main thing. It, especially, I think a load of teen mums, obviously, like 90% of them are not. They are, you know, spontaneous. Okay, I'll have a kid type thing. Um. I was working and living in pubs, so like a living job at the time of getting pregnant. And then due to that, because I got pregnant and I couldn't work like the hours and stuff, then I went homeless off the back of that. Wow. So I um I ended up in a mother and baby unit. And this is like one of the main things I want to talk about is when you get in touch with the council and everything, they do not care if you are wherever you are. They don't care. They will place you yeah possibly in the same area but they will place you like an hour away if you don't drive there won't be any like travel like near like anything like that they just want you in a house they're fine so I can only imagine what it's like if you're say like a young single man because you've got no leg to stand on because you know and if that's me and I'm a pregnant woman and they put you anywhere and it's a shithole essentially you know um, but it was difficult. The pregnancy was very difficult. I think there is a lot of support from the medical side of things. So uh, you get a lot of midwives and you get teens and they're calling you constantly and mental health places and stuff. So I can't really um, take away from that. But um, definitely in terms of the council, financially and housing is uh, not good at all, especially for young mums. Um but I bounced around a bit, ended up in different places whilst being pregnant. And they weren't, this, I suppose the stereotype is that young mum's kind of like chavvy, kind of like, you know, dirty and all this stuff. And it really annoys me because like, that's just not the case at all. I was brought up fine. I didn't, you know, I was fine in school. Everything was okay and just ended up in this situation. So I really want to kind of break that, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that is profound. So like going back to kind of um you becoming pregnant so a lot of people in your situation um would 
especially now with abortion rates hitting all-time highs like according to um like the office of national statistics like abortion rates i believe this year are the highest ever like abortion is going like from kind of it was at a steady rate and kind of the 1990s to 2000s um it's it's absolutely skyrocketed uh drastically um so like i guess what a lot of people listen to wonder and from all, a lot of conversations i've actually had like with people they constantly say things like they treat um like giving birth as a negative and not a good thing so like what's i guess what what made you have the kid i know it's a very kind of cruel thing to say whatever yeah, but absolutely like um it's really important that you've touched on that because uh when i first got pregnant i actually found that um a lot of people would prefer me to actually not have a baby so kill a baby essentially than wow. to live then to live with a baby on my own and to be living off council money essentially so all of this artificial stuff they think justifies ending a child's life essentially and many other reasons as to why i didn't personally I wasn't careful at the time I knew I wasn't being careful. And I thought, so if that happened, then I step up to it. And I, I personally believe, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. <laughs> I personally believe that you should not have an abortion unless there's a, you know, a proper, a proper reason, not, Oh, I got pregnant. Um, I, I'm not financially stable. So I'm just going to do this. Like, I really, really don't agree with that at all. I think if you know that, I think there's always a risk anytime you do it then you got to step up to the plate and personally for me my moral like morally i just couldn't do it so yeah wow i mean that is truly profound because you just you almost never hear that like i've done about four maybe five episodes on abortion i've had multiple um like you know people on the show and almost every single one talks about well if it's not perfect i won't have it or there's this culture around perfectionism and fitting the um curated uh like dream life and if it's not the dream life then i'm not going to have it and it's this weird kind of pick and choose and i've got massive respect for that having that kind of um like responsibility resilient mindset like it's incredible and um like how has the environment been around kind of just being young and having a kid because I, I've talked about quite a lot on the podcast. I think that having a kid is now decentralized, de like from mortgage rates, whatever, to the actual culture we live in. To have a kid is to almost be anti-establishment and go against the grain. Like, what has it been like? Um, well, I think, I genuinely think it all depends where, you, where you're from and where, like, the people surrounding you. And so it's such a broad question, you know. Like, um, at the time, like I said, I was living in Henley, which is a predominantly rich area, and I obviously wasn't. And to get a teen mum in that area with the people I was surrounded by, people were a little bit, I guess, shocked, if you want to say. Um, but then I think if you were to go um, Slough, Reading, London, and you see, especially up north more, in the Midlands or up north, and you have teen mums, it's like, whatever, no one really cares, you know, so, um, but it's definitely been, for me, personally, I don't drink, and I don't do recreational drugs, or anything like that, so for me, I'm not really missing out on a hell of a lot, because I'm not partying, but when I was on my own without the child, yes, I was partying loads, I was, I was um, going to clubs and stuff like that, but because I wasn't doing any of that stuff anyway, I didn't miss it. So I think I'm a bit of an anomaly, but I can imagine how a lot of women 
uh, who do have kids young, they do feel like they miss out on their, um, like, young adolescence, like, going to clubs, doing stuff like that. But I did all of that, so now it doesn't really bother me. That's, that's Yeah, that's a very interesting thing, because there are a lot of young people who I speak to um, who say things like, well, I wouldn't have a kid because then I can't go to the club or whatever. But then I think if you've kind of got the whole club scene out your system, like I'm 18, I go to the club now and again. And even at this stage when I've only just started going to the club, I'm already like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> like um, and that's a big thing like of life kind of whatever you don't have, you want. And in a culture that is neglecting resp- personal responsibility, I think everyone wants to, you know, they look at people on Instagram or whatever, oh, they're doing this, oh, they're doing that, and then they crave that. But instead, the the thing which, I don't know, do you know Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I yeah. love him. I <laughs> love on. him. Really? Yeah, I <laughs> love that. Watch, I, I watch a lot of, like, really controversial people, like, all the time, and they do have opinions on stuff like this. So, like, him and um, uh, what's the, what's that guy's name, the Jewish guy? Oh, Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm probably not the best woman to have on this call because I watch people like Andrew Tate and Jordan Peterson. And I mean, stuff, Jordan so, yeah. Peterson's fine, I think. Like, it's Andrew Tate. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of him. For you, why why does Andrew Tate kind of... What do you like about him? <laughs> the bold head. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, probably just the fact that he's probably honest to be honest and people say oh i hate him he's a woman hater or this or that but it's not true if you actually listen to what he's saying if you go in without like an emotional mind then yeah then you'll understand but i don't think i mean don't get me wrong i think he's an obed but at least he's honest so i suppose that's that so what so even if you're a bad person and you're honest does does that do you like that i don't think he's a bad person though because um well you did say he's a obed (laughs) <laughs> yeah like he just behaves like a bit of a dick but he's not a bad person right. you know um i hear some of the stuff he says you know like how he treats some of his women or some of his past relationships and stuff like that and i think well to me that's not really the bad and in the 21st century i do feel that everything's a bit backwards and for me i'm really old-fashioned so i'm really like I wouldn't mind being a wife or doing this or doing that if you do your job as a man and you do, you know, so I'm quite like that. Whereas a lot of girls are like, no, I want this. I want equality. I want this. And I think, yeah, you can be equal, but you're not the same. Men and women are not the same, but you should be treated equally. And I feel like a lot of people don't get that nowadays. And I feel like the reason people are divorcing and breaking up at a higher rate further than any, I think it's 70 something percent of straight marriages nowadays break up. And I think that's because... I thought it was 50%, but that was back in, like, year six or something. Yeah. I think it's because no one knows who they are anymore and no one knows their roles and they don't know how to behave, like, with each other and things. And also, it's a massive throwaway society where no one wants to work for anything. So, yeah. (laughs) So, do you think that the reason um, marriages break is because of... Because, for me, I think it's less that people aren't fit in their conventional roles. I think it's more things like instagram that makes people look at other people more and want other things that they don't have constantly um i think social media is a massive play in it all like for instance horrible yeah Yeah, and like our generation growing up chances are marriage rates for us is going to be like like i would be surprised if it's like 30 percent. you know it could be as low as that because what our generation going on tiktok five hours a day 
you know, that just endlessly looking at other people. I think our generation is the biggest generation for lack of self-discipline. I think that's what it is. And the fact that, like I said, throwaway society and we're constantly being um, overstimulated and overindulged, Mm. which makes us in our day-to-day lives. So like, say we're sat on our phone scrolling, right? Every five seconds, you get a new thing that stimulates your brain. And if you're addicted to it, which it is, you're on that for many hours a day. So in your day-to-day life, when you meet a normal life challenge that takes a normal amount of time and you can't process that or you don't have the patience for that, and then you wonder why you're like depressed or anxious or this or that. And it's just today. It's just, you know, and I do feel like it takes, you're right about it breaking up families and things. Like I know people that like Facebook, they're like, I broke up with him over this. I broke up with her over that. Like they like this picture. And I think, in the 50s and whatnot you wouldn't even know Mm. if your husband or girlfriend fancied someone else or whatever so yeah it's a bit it's a bit crazy but i think it just depends on like the individual like i said before it depends on your character really 100 percent. like there is a massive um like difference in what shared culture we have like some people don't believe in any personal responsibility and they want just pleasure and other people believe in personal responsibility. Just to name a few facts, according to Harbour Family, as of 2021, 42% in the UK um, ended in divorce. And in America, almost 50% of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. Um, research estimate that 41% of all marriages end in divorce according to the wflawyers.com <laughs> so just just some facts out there kind of for um, people but I guess w- um, with all of this how has it kind of changed your view on abortion like did you have a different um, view on abortion before having kids because you're a young person and again stereotypically culturally when you had when you had the opportunity and you were having the kid like the average person would have got an abortion due to uh, factors of you know families is discouraged in the uk may that be through economic or cultural factors and especially being young so i uh i thought about it i think it crosses everyone's mind it doesn't matter what age you are the second you get pregnant i think that's always something that's going to be there um but morally i i couldn't end I just couldn't it just wasn't right for me and I knew that the way that I had got pregnant was obviously a selfish way I knew I wasn't protected and everything and then um and I thought one selfish act and then another selfish act what sort of character does that make me what's you know it's not right and I I do feel as well that in modern day and age a lot of bad things or negative things are actually um would you put it, like accepted and um seen as okay and stuff like this and it and it actually shouldn't be and if we take a second to stop and look at what we're consuming and look at we think hang on a minute this isn't right this shouldn't be accepted some things should not be accepted and it shouldn't be a matter of opinion and things so i think i think it would have been incredibly selfish of me to do that and i do believe as well that everything happens for a reason so yeah that's probably why I thought, well, this is obviously happening to me for a reason. And, and I'm so, so glad I had him because he's given me a massive purpose. Obviously, being a teenager as well, on a day-to-day, what do you actually do with your life if you're not working? Like, you know, mm. you're in bed, you're with your mates, you're doing stuff that isn't really productive a lot of the time. Um, and since having him, it gives you purpose. It makes you grow up a lot quicker, responsibility. And I, yeah, and that's how, but I, I find it really difficult because obviously I, if you've been raped if there's a case of incest if there's um 
I don't know, uh, you know that your child's not going to make it or is going to be severely ill or something. I totally, totally agree. I would never, ever say ban all abortion, you know, ever. But well, I was actually watching the documentary on it a couple of days ago, especially in America. So this is where, like, obviously they have the protesters and they're like, oh, my God, God hates you, this, that, and anything. And I found it actually a really difficult watch uh, with the images that were shown and, like, the whole process and everything. And I thought, really you really want to prevent that happening because it, it isn't right, I'm sorry, and it shouldn't be accepted to just use it as a form of birth control, just the same as, like, the morning African and stuff. It really shouldn't be done because I know, you know, some people that go, oh, yeah, I've, I've had two abortions or this or whatever because, you know, I'm not financial and I still want to live my life. And I'm sat there thinking, if you are adult enough to give your body to someone else and have them do that, then you are mature enough to have a child. There you go. Like, Damn. you shouldn't... <laughs> Doing it. You shouldn't be doing it. Like, I know, obviously, as a man and a young guy, you totally probably think the opposite. No, I'm, I'm actually on the same page. So much what you're saying. Like, you? Generally, <laughs> I generally am. Generally, because like, like. that's that's another thing I wanted to touch on is um people, especially young guys, saying, "Oh, baby, mama, baby, trapping, you know, trapping me and all this," and it's such like a negative stigma. With me personally, my baby's father is not involved and i said to him because we weren't together at the time i said look if you want to be involved you can if you don't you don't you didn't plan this i didn't plan this it's my decision to have the baby i know you didn't want it i'm not going to ask you for anything it's your journey if you can live with that you do that you know whereas a lot of women come to me and they go like why would you do that you need to get this off him you need this and that and i go and i actually take men into consideration a bit more and i go look he's a young man he didn't plan on it you know Think about the way this is going to affect him as well. It was my decision to keep it because I'm ready. He's not ready. We didn't plan on this. You shouldn't force something. Think logically. I think a lot of people think too emotionally, and that's where you get all of this negative baby mama, baby daddy drama. So, yeah. That's fascinating. That's kind of the embodiment of uh, Jordan Peterson right there, taking personal responsibility. And I think you're spot on. Like, um, you know, if... A majority of abortions, 99% are not, no, sorry, are because of, um, not because of rape, incest, many of the uh, things specified according to almost any metrics, any data. Um, and that's something to point out because it's always the um, defense of abortion given use. Now, I'm not, I'm a man, I'm not one to, you know, shame someone for having an abortion, but I'm saying it is an important issue, should be spoken about. And that's why almost whenever I talk about the subject, I always have, have a, a woman on to kind of like talk about it because I think it's super important. And culturally, as a society, when you look at the stats, it's spiking. Um, and the truth is, people aren't having kids. When you look at uh, across Europe, lack of people having kids, America, China, you name it, people are not having kids. That's an absolute fact. But abortions are skyrocketing. Um, I don't know why men aren't allowed to have an opinion on it as well. Like, I know that it's a woman's body, and I know that you should never be told what to do. And I, di I totally agree with that. But I feel that a lot of men are in the situation where they feel that if they open their mouths about anything, anything to do with kids about anything to do with abortion anything they get shut down straight away that's not you that's not your body and, and i sit there and i think can you imagine if it's the other way around so say you and a man you know created a baby and the woman goes right yeah no i've aborted it and the guy you're in a relationship and the guy wanted it and i do feel that he should have a say 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah like 
we don't decide who brings life into the world you know there's two people to make that life so it's i'm I'm not saying that men should never say at all i've talked about endlessly on my podcast um also something i want to uh, touch upon what you said there about um men i think part of a man's responsibility should though be in some way um taking responsibility for their actions you could argue but then i guess first I mean that's that's a very brave thing you've done saying that to like your I love um each other's gender here. This is like brilliant, like <laughs> <laughs> like defending each No, I know what you're saying entirely, but like being in the situation myself, when you have that conversation with them and you look at someone face to face and say, We've created this life, like this is what and you see their reaction and it's it's an emotional thing and you've got to sit back and go, you just have to look at it and go, I understand and I'm sure the man understands, you know. I, I'm responsible for this. Maybe I shouldn't have, or maybe I should have, whatever. But it should and shouldn't, doesn't matter. It's there now. And I said, you know, like I said before, I said, I'm not going to force you to do anything. You can do what you want. If you can sleep at night and you live with that, you do that. And I have no hate. There is no, that just goes back to me being like, um, I feel like everyone should take responsibility for their own emotions. If you can let someone encroach in on how you feel and change your emotional well being, then you're not emotionally disciplined at all. So I said to him, you know, you do you you do your thing if you can sleep at night you do that i'll keep my number if you want to call me and you want to get in touch with your son you do that you know but i'm not gonna waste any energy because like you know i don't want to be low vibrational around him as well so yeah that's basically yeah a man should have responsibility but he's and i you've got to take into factor as well the young the young part of this we are teenagers we are kids ourselves kids having kids you know it just depends who you are. It depends how mature you are, I suppose. Mm, definitely. And like Jordan Peterson famously says, you can't fully mature. I mean, it's a, it's a very um, pushy thing to say, but you can't fully mature until you have children. Now, that's not to say if you don't have kids, you're not mature, but it's saying that when you have kids, it forces you, even if you're a bad parent, it forces you to uh, yeah. take on responsibility. And there are obviously awful parents out there who won't be kind of (laughs) the most mature but it's part of them for them as an individual will grow massively and i think in a cult in our culture that is so anti-responsibility people like jordan peterson are so important because they're saying no people got it wrong responsibility is what sets you free not not having responsibility which is what like everyone wants for instagram tiktok yeah 100 um what something i want to touch on also um with the pregnancy is so something i've um kind of followed quite closely is how uh pregnancies now there's so much testing for down syndrome and if you get and there's this constant push pretty much in this is what i've researched myself um you'll have multiple tests for down syndrome or certain uh, disabilities and there'll be almost an incentive structure to test and if it does have it just constant options to abort it even up until birth did you experience yeah. that yourself and if so what was it like <laughs> yes i'm so glad you touched on this right so alongside the judgment of being a young mum and being single young mum i went into the hospital and it's for your 12 week scan that's when they do it this is when they go for the um, down syndrome testing and you have to sign these papers. And I said to the woman, no, no, I don't want it. I'm absolutely fine. And she looked at me and even though she's a professional and she was just like looking at me like, are you sure? Like just massively judgmental because obviously you can tell she's looking at me like, 
oh for god's sake some chubby young mum just you know she doesn't know and i'm sat there saying to her i'm gonna love it no matter what i know why you do these testing mm. this testing is so that it gives you an option which is out of order because if you if you want a child and you've got a child it shouldn't matter if they've got down syndrome or not and, it, and it's not i'm sorry but it shouldn't be in your hands to take away someone's life if they do have that i think it's absolutely outrageous i know why they do it it's not so because i said to her i said i'll take and she goes um she said to me, oh, it's not because of that. It's because of, um, it's so that you can be better prepared. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I, I was an absolutely not. I wouldn't have it. I didn't care, you know. So, But I thought it was outrageous how that they behaved towards me, that attitude. Like, after after I denied it, I noticed a massive attitude difference in her. She didn't, I would be talking to her during my scans and stuff. She'd just be miserable and everything, which is totally unprofessional. But I'm glad I stuck with my decision. Wow. I've, I've heard as well, like, was that one test or did you have was there another test or did, did you make it super clear and then they didn't from then on or i made it i mean i mean i made it super clear for the whole of my pregnancy that i would not be having anything i didn't want to have you know and i didn't want to be persuaded on that either um but uh i think there's multiple tests because i'm not sure because i didn't have it but i think you have a blood test and then you have a screening of uh like the size of their neck and their head and things like that and then I think there's ones after that, depending on whether they have it or not. But yeah, as you can see, my child's absolutely fine. <laughs> wow, I've I've rate that because there again, there's this culture around perfectionism, and if it does have Down syndrome, it's aborted. In the UK, I think it's ninety percent of all Down syndrome kids are aborted. In Denmark, what? it's yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, in Denmark, it's 95. In Sweden, it's 96. Um, and in Iceland, it's nearly 100%. I think it might actually be 100% according to multiple studies. I will actually find a study now. I might have to just move my phone around. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is according to Reuters in the UK. So Reuters, stereotypically mainstream media um, publication that is... Uh, you know heavily credible so when i say stats like this often people say no that's not true so according to reuters um a jumping down syndrome diagnosis in britain but fewer babies are born with the condition because more than 90 percent are aborted researchers said so according to reuters in the uk 90 percent. and bearing in mind that 90 percent in many other countries in places like denmark sweden is far far greater so and also the the fascinating thing about the case in the uk when it comes to down syndrome is there was an actual down syndrome person who went to court to basically say to the high court um it's unfair that you can abort even just before you're pregnant if they have down syndrome so like you can abort at like 42 weeks if you have down syndrome but if you don't it's 24 weeks and it actually got rejected which is absolutely mind burn because it's now in like statue that a down syndrome baby is just worth completely less than a quote-unquote um regular baby which is like so I far i will never ever ever understand how that was a law that was possible that you could get rid of i mean not just down syndrome but i think what's the limit on aborting i think is a late term and you actually have to give birth to it basically i'm um, sorry yeah 24 oh. weeks is legal in the uk for um so like if you don't want it because of whatever reason 24 weeks is the cutoff then anything beyond that has to be like medically like the woman's gonna die in the uk unless yeah. it's got down syndrome and then it doesn't matter at all yeah 
that's yeah. so that's mind blowing. I think that just goes to show that sums up how messed up and corrupt this world actually is. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, so I totally disagree with late term abortion. I mean, I do not understand how. I mean, people say, oh, well, there's different reasons for it. Circumstances could change. I don't care about your circumstances changing. I'm sure that baby doesn't care about your circumstances changing. You put up with it. My circumstances change. This is this is the big thing that I'm really passionate about. And I can have an opinion on it because I did it and I've been through it, you know. So me, I went homeless. I ended up in mum and baby units. I had no money and no food, wow. like living off like food banks and stuff. And I was really struggling for a long time I you know I had at the time strained relationships with my parents and family and mentally I was really massively struggling so it's like I've been through it my circumstances change but you don't just go oh life's getting hard for me now I'm gonna go and do another decision like that so I just I totally disagree with that massively I think if you're gonna have an abortion have it early enough you know damn that's that's like um kind of like you're the perfect person to say that really because it's not like you're sitting on a high horse saying do this do that you've literally been through like all this um yeah so like that's that is like super found thing to say and i think i hope a lot of people listening to this this does kind of shift their perspective slightly on um the culture which we currently have around all this um because i know a lot of people who listen they have like quite stereotypical beliefs in how um how what's the word i'm fucking stuttering here how you should kind of structure your life and kind of use um kind of immoral things to make that life possible um sorry i've lost my trailer for you uh no i know like it's the perfection society like hmm. you were saying yeah no i mean I know, I know, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for it as well because I'm a woman and I should be sticking up for this and shit. And I'm, I think no, I'm gonna call you out on your shit if you're being irresponsible. And then you go, oh, it's fine, I'm gonna do this, and um, it should be socially accepted. And it's not just for this, obviously. There's many things in society like that. I think people need to start calling out on each other for doing shit things and being shit people. It shouldn't be like, oh, you know, I'm accepted for being a dickhead because of this. It's just stupid i can't i hate this 21st century i hate it i'm very old-fashioned like i said so you're like kind of like socially conservative would you say what do you mean by that like, like you as in you're like you're quite a traditionist um socially yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'm not sat there going oh my god get my wife in the kitchen and make me a sandwich but mm. i mean like i'm very down i'm very like i just think things work better when we just fit into our role slightly more we're, we're constantly trying to go against our biology i think mm. go against everything that is literally psychologically ingrained into us like for a lot of my mates for example my girl mates are like oh i don't know if he likes me i don't know this blah, blah, blah. and i'm telling her i'm sat there going it is literally ingrained into a man's brain to pursue what they want so you will know if he wants you he will go after you it's been like that way since caveman times you can sit there and say yeah we're equals oh a woman should ask a guy on a date or this and that and i'm thinking um no the man when he wants you you'll know he wants you you know and it should be as simple as that but due to the life the world that we live in nowadays everything is so messed up and no one knows anything and it's just all very confusing mm. so definitely and it is given like young men are definitely a weird situation because it's like another thing which i i personally know is like when even if you're on the train or something you help someone with their bags modern day d 
dictates well you're being degrading helping someone like with their bags or whatever and it's like no you're just trying to help them and like there is a weird role where it's like men don't even know if like now being a gentleman is now sexist because you're then degrading women it's such a weird dynamic i actually had a friend who um he was on the train coming back from a place and he told me that he helped some like woman uh like put their bags up because they were struggling and then they gave him just the dirtiest look and i was like oh my fucking days that's where we've got to no no i saw a debate on this morning sorry i am that old i saw a debate on this morning saying something like um if a guy or if men call women sweetheart or something oh my god it's so sexist why can't i be this well i think oh my god this is why this is why women are seen to be stupid because they care about stuff like this and it really aggravates me like people saying oh it's completely sexist when people call me sweetheart and i think do you know what if a man walks me in the shop and opens the door for me or does this and do that i'd be like oh really appreciate that decent man decent woman you know there's no and it it's not him going do you know what? she's a weak woman i'm mm. gonna do this i think it's just they're probably like oh I'll just help her out you know mm. just i'm sure they would do the same for a man half the time and yeah. that's the problem but, but yeah no I, t- I just think yeah no wonder men don't bother nowadays because they're probably too scared of like <laughs> getting called out on it yeah definitely i see it all the time like there's like men don't do things because potentially and even myself like sometimes i'm a bit paranoid i tend to always do it but like um like i've never actually had an instance where i've helped someone they've been like kind of like oh you you know sexist whatever um yeah but it'd be be just it'd be so fucking ridiculous um if that happened i would actually be like like what is your problem type thing um because it would just be the most ridiculous thing you help someone and then that's the reaction to like helping them like moving on to kind of um uh being a parent what do you think can be done to help um kind of push uh people not push people that's the wrong word um incentivize people back into kind of having kids instead of the culture of the complete opposite which is don't have kids what do you think can be done i am not advertising hey kids go out have sex have more kids i would never ever do like ever but i think that um to i I don't know persuade you i think just look at things morally a bit more i think you sit there and i think if you're like i said before you i don't have to have sex you want to be the big man and be like doing that then grow up have the the consequence of your actions essentially um but as teenagers nowadays it all relates back to everything social media acceptance society all of this stuff where they get away with too much now and no one calls anyone out on their shit so it's like a girl can come in and be like oh i've had an abortion or this or that and um people are like oh my god i'm so proud of you for going i think what the fuck you know <laughs> mm. what the f- you're sorry wait back up so someone's done something which had a consequence to that action and you're proud of them for making another consequence of that like no i just i just don't agree with it um but with um i, I suppose like i said just step up that's all i'd say do you think if- like what what do you think the government's role should be do you think the government should help a lot more like i know in places like hungary they have a thing called family first policy where they if you have three kids you get a free car if you have a first kid you pay less tax if you have three kids you pay zero income tax you get free health care like there's all this um incentivization to have kids in hungary but here it's kind of the complete opposite it's like just a massive struggle do you think like there could be a bigger role for government when it comes to it for me personally before so when you're pregnant or before you have the child you get 220 pound a month 
from the government. That's it. It sounds a lot, but when you pay, you may not pay for your accommodation specifically, but you can do in some cases. When you pay for that, your food, your gas, electric, water, all of that stuff, I'm telling you, your skin by the end of it. When you have your child, I think it goes up to 500 and something. So I worked out mine the other day, bearing in mind, alone on nappies, white, milk and women products, it's £188 alone. Wow. So for currently, who hasn't yet got that 500 because I haven't been able to register him yet, um, I now live off £40 left a month. So it's Damn. a mass- it's a massive... Like people say, the worst thing that I got actually was a typical bloke in the pub when I was pregnant, going, "Oh well, you're gonna live off, uh, you're gonna live off people like me, like me paying into the government and stuff." And I was like, "Hang on a minute, I worked since I was 13 or 14. I've paid my taxes. I paid over taxes. You know what I mean? And just because I've got pregnant and no one else is there to babysit and stuff, yes, of course I'll be on the." benefits for a little while i have all intentions of going back to work but i think like i said about stigma and stereotypes a lot of people go young mom has a kid has another kid no responsibility has 10 children 10 different baby daddies like loads of money coming in and it's just not the case it's just not for most women out there and i can't stress that enough like i grew up absolutely fine grew up normal nice family everything school houses um and yet i still ended up in this situation and I've worked and I've paid taxes. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty profound. I think, like, what Hungary do with the way they... Um, there's more government support to do it is, like, a massive thing. And I have actually followed... Uh, Hungary's abortion rates have actually declined ever since they implemented the policy. So it's it's not like... Get a free car. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is quite um, amazing what they do. And I think it's definitely something the UK could adopt because, that like declining birth rates is a real thing everyone talks about overpopulation constantly but they don't talk about underpopulation and there's a lot of very prominent people um like elon musk who says you yeah, know the biggest th- elon musk yeah the biggest threat to mankind is um underpopulation crisis uh yeah. so like it is a real issue and people i don't know i feel like people in the uk would probably take advantage of that i'm not gonna lie they'd probably become even more reckless and have them because they know that they could live off this and live off that or whatever. I, I don't and think they would though. I don't because we'd still be the, the right reason. No, but there would still be the culture around social media. Like I want to have this opportunity. I want to have that opportunity. So it wouldn't be like, oh right, I get a free car. Let me just have a few kids and go back to the club. I don't think that would kind of be the situation. Well, okay. If that's not the case, then it would be. Uh, I don't know because I think that the UK probably wouldn't have it. It'd go the other way due to people going oh that's ridiculous no because you know how everyone's so opinionated on stuff and they'd be like oh no why should we help them why should we help like as if we're the enemy like Mm. essentially i mean Um, but i think it's a good idea if it works then it works all you have to do is check the statistics i suppose if it if it looks good over there and there's more i suppose marriages families etc then obviously they're doing something right so yeah Mm, definitely i like even when you look at um like it's right from when they brought it in it's just been a complete downward trend every year decrease in abortions because there's so much like apparatus set up so if you do have a kid we're there to help you and we're actually incentivizing you too so it's not like here where you know culturally there's no incentive economically there's no incentive um so like 
like there's a lot more of a kind of traditional and while i'm not a big fan of hungary because i think like things like white nationalism are mainstreamed in hungary i think on this specific policy family first i think they nailed it and the stats do prove that with marriages families and abortion rates declining drastically feel that by cutting by the government in the uk cutting money that goes to parents and like average people that are just having babies like not disability costs but just childcare and that by them cutting that they're not they're not um stopping people they think that they're kind of slowing down stopping people having kids they're not they're just increasing abortions they're not stopping them having sex and getting pregnant that's the main thing they're just increasing abortions so I think the whole thing's messed up and there is no right and wrong. Like, Well, there is. There's a right somewhere in the middle ground, but I don't feel that anyone is ever going to settle on that one, that one thing. And I think that we should probably look at all the different countries, see who's doing what and see what's working the best and implement that, you know? Mm. It's the same with... Um, I've seen something to do with um, prisons and in certain countries, basically the prisons are just rehabilitation centres. And I know a lot of people get extremely angry at that and everything, um, but it works. And there's only like 1% of them that reoffend. And then in England, they're like, no, treat them horrendously and whatever. But then you get like 80% reoffenders. So, you know, people just got to use their logic a bit more, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. That's so true. I think it might be it's some of the Nordic countries. I'm trying to, it might be Sweden and Denmark. I'm, I can't quite pinpoint like what country is but it's been an absolute uh great chat is there any any last words last word um i don't know you put me on the spot now <laughs> no i just want to say thanks for the opportunity to um basically end the stereotypes i hope and uh probably piss a lot of people off in my opinions so. <laughs> i mean i hope people who really kind of had a different worldview coming into this have grown with their worldview because it's not a question of being wrong or right it's you know hearing voices hearing different opinions and growing your actual outlook because i think this this voice which you're speaking here not enough people hear about at all it's the complete opposite is that if you talk about anything to abortion you're not you know you don't believe in women's rights if you talk about anything to do with having kids or the pressure in around not having kids and stuff like you almost seem as some sort of like pro, mad pro-life when in actual fact um you can be pro-life but not um not uh policy pro-life as in you believe in a woman's choice but culturally you're pro-life if you know what i mean yeah um yeah like and like i think that a lot of people like that but you can't say that because then you're some sort of lunatic so i really hope this has incited a... <laughs> sorry sorry what can't say anything nowadays that's the point <laughs> mm, amen amen you really can't <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute uh, blast. Like, thanks for coming on. Really do appreciate it. Where can people catch you? <laughs> oh, um, Instagram and yeah, Instagram. I, I think it's Haley Stamp. God, I'm really bad. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure people find it. <laughs> awesome. It will be uh, like linked in the show notes or um, go over to Instagram and I'll put it up with the graphic. But yeah, thanks for coming on been an absolute pleasure i really hope people have kind of grown a lot with their perspective and everything so i think this has been a brilliant episode but um i will catch all of you listening thursday at six o'clock if you are listening on rumble youtube bitch you give it a like or if you're listening on apple spotify or any of the spotify uh, any of the listening platforms and give it the five stars but anyway thank you so much for coming on and i will catch you all next thursday at six o'clock peace